Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not go either way you wouldn't even say that about any of those games you would say this is montana state favorite 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 all the way through and so until they get to uc davis there on uh you know second to last week of the season i think it's the 16th of november then you know uh uh you you could be talking about a team that's on quite a roll potentially potentially and so that is exciting and i i like that aspect of this when the when the league was perfect, <laughs> it's a wrong word to use. But when the when the league was nineteen sixty eight, no, 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 the league was perfect. The last time Bobby Houck was the head coach of Montana, when Northern Colorado joined the league in two thousand and four and expanded to nine teams, you play eight conference games, yep, and you, everybody plays everybody. That and you, and it's an eleven game schedule, so now you get to play. If you're Montana, you can play three of whoever you want. And everybody else, you have to have the three non-conference in the big sky because you, everybody has to play a money game except for the Montana schools. And to contrast the money game, you got to go play Simon Fraser or Central Washington because yeah. you don't want to just, you know. And then some schools like Portland State, they got to play too. So what do you get in the middle? You have to find somebody to play and, and compete because if you just go, I mean, like last year they lose 72-19 to Nevada and they lose 70-14 to to Oregon. That's not that great for the psyche. Right. But – when the league was perfect and you had the nine league or nine teams and, and eight league games, Coach Houck used to always talk about this. There's there's really no replacement for momentum. And Coach Houck, he played a couple FBS games that first go around. Oregon and Iowa come to mind, but oftentimes Montana was playing the lower level FCS and then Division two teams, and they used to take some heat from that. But it's like Coach Houck was saying, it don't matter who you beat. If you're eight and zero or nine and one going into November, you're rolling, and then you, people have to come play you in Missoula, and everybody's excited about this Grizz team that's on a six, seven, eight game winning streak. 
pandemonium, and that was why the machine was so unstoppable that was the Grizz. I think this is going to be very fascinating because I do think that Montana State has a chance to build a lot of momentum coming into the stretch run. And what we have seen, despite the ebbs and flows and the roller coaster that it's been during the Jeff Choate era and some of the shortfalls that that has happened, the one thing you cannot deny is that Montana State plays their best football in November under the program that they have. Even their first year under Jeff Choate, when they went 0-6 to start Big Sky Conference play, they went 2-0 in November, and they beat the Grizz in Missoula. The, ne- the next year, they, they win two straight down the stretch. Yep. They Actually, they won two out of three, but they lost to NAU on a two-point conversion in Flagstaff. If they would have got that, it would have been three straight. They went out a winning record. Regardless, they win the Cat Grizz game. Last year, they're hanging on to their playoff lives. They're sitting there at 4-4. Four and four. You're out if you lose, and they win three straight down the stretch. Right. And so if they actually have momentum going into November, it'll be a fascinating analysis. The Grizz, on the other hand, I think have a bookended schedule. They start with UC Davis so they could set a tone. Or if you lose that game, they'll play in Davis early. If you lose it, it's not that big of a deal because then you can still you know, start in 0-1 and then make it into 4-1. You're yeah, all right. Yeah. And, but then they have the, the middle of their schedule, Judgment Day with Eastern, and then the end of the schedule, Weaver, Montana State. Um. I wanted to talk briefly about. Um, I, I I don't know I don't. I want to talk about a difference between two teams that we have on two different tiers here, okay. and that's Eastern Washington and Northern Arizona. Colter, some people like the Clark Fork, some people like the Flat Hood, the Bitterroot. My favorite river has always been Blackfoot. We finally agree on something. Me too. I love Thibodeau Falls. I love Rainbows End. I love the Blackfoot River. You know, if a company was smart, they'd just name themselves Blackfoot. By God, look at the geniuses over here at Blackfoot. They've gone and they've done it, and now guess what? They're working around the clock and around the state to lay hundreds of miles of fiber optic cables to increase hugely the the efficiency and the speed of communication across the state of Montana. It's pretty likely you already know Blackfoot as a local partner for internet, voice, professional services. Anything you need to fuel your growing business. But like you said, they're building hundreds and hundreds of miles of cable across Montana. And right now, they're expanding their fiber network into Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and other regions. Find out more about what Blackfoot does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or go to goblackfoot.com. That's goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link here on the Podbean site, or if you're listening in elsewhere, just copy the URL, drop it in there, goblackfoot.com. And the reason I'd like to point these two teams out, I thought it was interesting. Last year, at this Big Sky Conference uh, uh, media days that they had, Case Cookus and Gage Gubrin were the two guys who got up and actually, as players, addressed the entire group of media, players, coaches, everybody. So every team brings two players, but those are the two guys the conference kind of chose as sort of spokespeople to, to address the group, okay? And these were two of the guys who had... Uh, the highest ex- expectations and potential All-American types of... I mean, Goober uh, was an All-American. Ex- right, exactly. And all of that coming in. So here's the difference to me between Eastern Washington and NAU. And it, it's... First of all, by the way, if you saw these two, if you were picking on, 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 on the football field, if you're team captain, you're picking guys to come to play to you, you're taking Case Cook as 100 times out of 100. I mean, he's 6'4", 6'5", Big, strong, everything. And Gage Gubrud, not as much. Anyway, doesn't matter. Gage Gubrud, great player. My point is this. When Ga- when Case, both of them get injured last year, when Case Cookis goes down, and this happened the last couple of years, unfortunately for NAU, 
when Case Cookus goes down, that's it and that's all in Flagstaff. The team is the team goes as their quarterback goes, and there's nobody that's there, either whether it is a running game, whether it's picking it up on the defensive side of the ball, or whether it's the next quarterback in line to come in there and do it. When Eastern Washington loses Gage Gubrud, here comes Eric Berrier, and I think you're hard-pressed to say that it's an upgrade, but it's there's no drop-off. I mean, he comes in there, and they roll that thing all the way to the national championship, and that, to me, is the difference between a program, which Eastern Washington has, and a team that can recruit talent, which NAU can and has. But it just, it's not the same. And that, to me, you see that disparity in the big sky where a team last year, Idaho State, can jump up there with some good players and get the thing going. And who knows? I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're starting something there. I'm not, who knows? But that's, that is the separation point. And it was on full display because the same two, the two big guns in the critical position both go down and their teams go fork in the road. Eastern Washington, the national championship, NAU never to be heard from again. Last year when we were interviewing Jerome Sowers, which turned out to be the last time we'll interview Jerome yep. Sowers, which is actually too bad because I love interviewing Jerome Sowers, but he made an interesting point. We were talking to him about quarterbacks, and he said, I actually think that quarterbacks in the Big Sky Conference more than any other conference in all of college football, including the F- FBS, get put, stuff put on them because you're recruited as probably a guy who's a little bit more talented than the level you're going to, to come be the guy for multiple years, and you are straight up expected to win games. Mm. When they recruited Case Cookus, they said, yo, you're coming, you're the starter, you're never going to not be the starter. You're going to starter as long as you're healthy. And that's a lot to put on a guy. But then when you lose that guy, that's when it just it just crushes you. Right. Because it's hard to recruit behind that guy when you right. go, hey, this is the starter all the way through, period, end of story. But if he goes down, it could be you. And that's what—that's the Eric Berrier. That's why Eastern Washington, they've had a seemingly endless pipeline. You know, from Josh Blankenship to Eric Meyer to Matt Nichols to Bo Levi-Mitchell to Vernon Adams to Gage Gubrud. I mean, every single one of those guys, they're not just good. They're first-team all-league Walter Payton finalist quarterbacks. I mean, an Eastern quarterback has won, I don't know the number right off the top of my head, but I would estimate 10 of the last 20 Big Sky Conference offensive MVPs. Mm. I mean, including two in a row for Eric Meyer, two in a row for Matt Nichols, a Walter Payton Award for Bo Levi Mitchell, two in a row for Vernon Adams before he goes to Oregon. He would have won three in a row if he would have stayed. Gage Gruber shares a couple. You know, one of them shares with his own teammate, Cooper Cup. But here's the thing about Eric Berrier that's so fascinating. This is the greatest analysis of the difference between college and the NFL. I don't think Eric Berry is, is as good. And Eric Berry is a good quarterback. He's, he's actually a really good quarterback as far as the actual skill of playing quarterback. He's not just a Chris Murray-like runner. He is an actual really good run-pass option quarterback. He can spin it. He's got a good arm. He can throw the deep ball. He can throw the intermediate ball. He's really great. But the biggest difference between college and the NFL is that Eric Berry is not as good of a quarterback as any of those guys we just named. And, I mean... Eric Meyer, Matt Nichols, and Vernon Adams are all starting in the CFL or have started in the CFL in, the re- in recent years. These guys are professional quarterbacks. But Eric Berry is the best college football player of all mm. those guys mm. because of what he can give you. And with what they're doing on offense right now, with Aaron Best taking over, reprioritizing running the football, if you can smash the football between the tackles out of the shotgun and you can run run-pass option with a savvy quarterback who can make a decision and... That guy also happens to be the best athlete in the entire league with the exception of Troy Anderson. 
Who's stopping that totally. guy? I mean, he's got so much juice, it's crazy. Last thing I want to hit on here quickly, Coulter, with you. This is the thing that I hate the most about the schedule is that the best teams don't always rise to the top because you right. might have a harder, a much harder road, a significantly harder road. And every coach in the world can say, hey, every game counts the same. You just take whoever. But the fact of the matter is there are teams that are better than other teams. If you've got to play more of those teams, it's harder, period. Okay, It's not that tough to figure that out. Here's what I want to know. I don't want to know based on schedule because when you look at the schedule, you look at, okay, Montana State, maybe, you know, a couple of, but based on, take these top five teams talent-wise, how good you think they are, how good you think they're going to be, if they all played the same schedule, okay? Say they played a round robin with one another, however you want to do it, which, how would you rank these five for this coming year? And I'm not saying how you think they're going to finish, but what you think in the order that you would place them in, Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington, UC Davis, and Weaver State. I voted UC Davis number one. I think UC Davis is number one. They return the the albatross is that Keelan Doss is the is the one guy. I mean, I think they return nine starters on offense, and I think they return ten starters on defense. The fact is that the one guy that they lose on offense is the best. I mean, one of the three best players in the league, regardless of position. He's he's a monster. Keelan yeah. Doss is a is a freak. But they also have an incredibly savvy quarterback, and I think that Dan Hawkins and Tim Plow is the best offensive combination. It, in the league. I think Tim Plow is the off- best offensive coordinator in the league, and I think that Dan Hawkins, you know, his implementation of his culture and style and how fast they've built it, I think UC Davis is number one regardless of schedule. It gets a little muddy after that because I think that although Eastern, I think Eastern Washington has the easiest schedule out of these contenders. But I don't want you to worry about school. Well, No, I know, I know. But I also think that Eastern Washington has massive question marks because how do you replace 28 seniors? That I mean, I've never seen a college football team in that situation. NDSU. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But it's, it's right only now. an FCS situation yeah. because you can't even recruit more than 25 guys at the FBS level, <laughs> right? And in, in the FCS with split scholarships, it never gets to the point where t- all 28 of them get to the end. Like you sign, I mean, I think they signed 30 that year and you get 28 of them to the end. How? That's amazing yeah, in it itself. Is. So. I mean, it's, it's uncharted territory. How do you replace those guys? But then you also have Bodie Reeder, the offensive coordinator, left for a different job. Jeff Schmetting, the defensive coordinator, left for a different job. Special teams co- coordinator, Cherokee Valera, he's left for a different job. So now, now you have all three new coordinators. Aaron Best, year two, how does he harness the momentum? But they do have Barrier. I think Montana has the hardest schedule of these, but all, all the way around, I think that Montana probably has the most glaring weaknesses of out of the top four, which I think are Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington, UC Davis, I do think Weaver is going to be competitive because Jay Hill will figure out a way to reload. They're so good on special teams, and they're so good on defense that they're always going to be competitive. They have an identity, but I do think talent-wise they're probably fifth, but I don't think that means they're outside the playoffs. I do think they'll make the playoffs for a fourth straight year. But out of the other top four, I think Montana's fourth just because they still have these two glaring weaknesses, which are offensive line and corner. The corner thing might be getting fixed a little bit with these two new transfers. We'll see. But I also think, though, that year two of Bobby Howe, he will have a reinvigorated expectation of excellence. And I think that that itself... I I can't imagine the thoughts and conversations that have happened at the football office when they are talking about the fact that they lost their last three home games. It's not possible at Montana, and they did it. It's never happened at Washington Grizzly Stadium. And it wasn't as if... They were getting stomped. They they lost the game. The other team, I mean, UC Davis gave them a ton of credit for scoring all those points in the fourth quarter, but it was a meltdown by the Grizz. The Portland State game, 
I don't think the Grizz believed that they were going to lose that game until the final field goal went through the thing. And then it went through the uprights, and you're just like, everybody was just, what? It, it, was, it, was, a, it was a tomb. It was a tomb. How did this happen? Yes. And then you, you're wailing on the Cats. You're, you're, com- seven. you're in complete control. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Travis Johnson and Troy Anderson just start going crazy. So uh, I do think Montana's a chance to be better. But as far as just talent-wise, I'm going UC Davis 1, Montana State 2, Eastern Washington 3, Montana 4. And Weber five. And Weber five. The one thing is, though, the quarterback position is so of such importance, mm-hmm. especially in the Big Sky Conference, that I think the Cats have the best offensive line in the league. I think they have a chance to have the best D line in the league, the best secondary in the league. I think the Cats have a chance to have the best running. Game. I mean, I res- I voted five guys on Montana State's defense for first team all league preseason, yep. and I also think they have four all league candidates on the offensive line. I think when you pair Troy Anderson and Isaiah and Fonse together. It's the best backfield duo in the league. All that said, if they find a quarterback that's okay, they're going to be just fine. If they find a below-average quarterback, they're going to have to do some work, but I still think they're going to be competitive to make the playoffs. If they go on a crazy quarterback carousel where they can't find an answer or they have a quarterback that's losing games for them, it could go off the rails big time. All right, Colter, good stuff. Plenty more to come. Again, Monday. Our first Montana football hour of the year. First uh, hour of every show every Monday uh, going to be dedicated to the sport of football in the state of Montana here on Tutel and one is that will be coming from Spokane, Washington in the uh, Big Sky Conference Media Days uh, for football, which we'll be attending over the weekend. Quick break on the other side. Sports from a chick who doesn't know about sports. But you wouldn't know that to listen. Well, yeah, you would. You would know. It's a, a lot of fun every time Carolyn joins us. So we'll do that next. Hey, retcon is happening next week, the 19th and 20th of July, Friday and Saturday, at Fort Missoula. It's where outdoor recreation and conservation meet. Dozens of exhibitors from gear manufacturers to outdoor nonprofits will be there. Outdoor learning labs throughout the day for people to learn more about products and initiatives from various groups. Tons of uh, sweet off-road vehicles to go check out. Love checking out the off-road stuff. Fun for the whole family. It's from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. both days. Again, that's uh, Friday and Saturday next week, July 19th and 20th uh, at the Fort Missoula. You can see online, get tickets at RecconMontana.com, R-E-C-C-O-N-Montana.com. Dot com. Uh, there's also still some limited camp spots available if you want to uh, go down there and be a vendor, uh, show something down there. You can certainly do uh, that. There will be food. There will be beer from Big Sky Brewery. So you got all kinds of stuff going on and a ton of uh, uh, you can go online again to Retcon Montana to see all of the uh, uh just industries and people and groups and, and, and uh, organizations and businesses that are represented at this. A ton of uh, great stuff. Plenty of have been through these doors, in fact, and on these radio waves. So go check it out. Again, Retcon, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. next Friday and Saturday uh, at the Fort Missoula. Go check it out. Retcon and RetconMontana.com. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. But with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. 
Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Time to hear about sports from somebody who doesn't know sports. And it's always a good time when Carolyn comes by for a visit. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Broadcasting live from the Chris Polaris Studios, July is Kurt's 30th birthday. That's right, 30 years they've been in business, and they're celebrating this month by offering up to 30% off. That's right, 30% off of MSRP on select parts and accessories with a purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. Don't worry, we're still doing your favorite segment. It's back. It's just been gone for the last couple weeks because, uh, you know. The 4th of July, we were on vacation. Sporadic vacations and, you know, unreliable sources and all sorts of things. But here we are, Carolyn Buckta, back in the saddle. Sports update from a chick who claims to not know anything about sports, but she usually has a lot of good things to say, especially when you give her three weeks to prepare. Well, now I'm nervous. We also have a sponsor, so don't worry about this, but this thing's become a big deal. Missoula Winery and Events Center now sponsoring this wonderful segment. Why am I not surprised that wine was the thing that came in to sponsor Carolyn to That's do her all update? I wanted. How, how many wines into this day are you right now? Just like Several? I mean, it's hot, so I've just had a bottle of rosé, Okay. I'm good. <laughs> and if you're looking for a good rosé, check out Tattoo Girl Rosé. Missoula Winery and Events Center, they're the main distributors of Tattoo Girl wine here in Missoula and around the country and the Rosé, 91 rating on Wine Enthusiast, one of the best Rosés you'll find anywhere in the world. It's great. It's delicious. If you want to go taste it, their tasting rooms open from 2 to 7 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. It's out there by Big Sky Brewing, just kind of a little bit past the airport or a little bit short of the airport, right off the freeway there. Uh, if you want to go check them out, it's a great place to hang out. They have a great outdoor back patio, great place to sip wine. They have events from time to time. You can check that out, MissoulaWineryEvents.com. And uh, 2 to 7, Wednesday through Saturday, you love the Tattoo Girl wine. I love the Tattoo Girl wine. I don't really even like white wine, but I really like their rosé, which I know isn't technically white. But, but you like the Riesling, too. I do like the Riesling, yeah. Yep. And uh, it's perfect summer wines in this hot weather. Chick who doesn't know about sports update brought to you by Missoula Winery and Event Center. Appreciate those fine folks out there for being a part of this. Carolyn. Tell us, what are you burning on? You got a lot on your list right there, I can see. No, my hand, my handwriting's just really scratchy. So I have to obviously lead with the World Cup. Obviously. I mean, what kind of female, empowered female would I be if I didn't? So really great news yes. about the women. Yes. But I need to know something. Yes. Why does the men's soccer team suck so bad? Well, um, if you listen to our show more often, you'd know. I would argue. I would good argue point. that they, they. I mean, they have certainly not been as good as they've been in the past recently. So I don't know the answer to that question. But I would argue that the, uh, the men's game of football, as it were, soccer internationally, 
is quite strong in many countries where it has not been strong for women because of the very empowerment feature which you spoke of. So I think that the women's soccer team in the United States has been able to play soccer and play it at a high level and an increasingly high level over time where a lot of countries, not all, but many, like Thailand, are just coming along. Thailand would be, would be one that might mm-hmm. be kind of new to the dance floor, right. as it were, whereas, I don't know, 197 countries on earth playing men's soccer, right? Well, and the other thing is, I said this on the radio the other day, uh, I think that Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan, I mean, these girls are among the greatest athletes in the world for women, no question. Right. And they are the, among the greatest American athletes, no question. All of our greatest, greatest men's athletes are not playing soccer. I know, agreed, yes. But they're playing basketball, they're playing football, right. they're playing baseball. It's like I always say, like, what if LeBron James and Rajon Rondo and Russell Westbrook all played soccer? We'd probably be pretty good at soccer. Maybe. Bubba Watson? Um, <laughs> I think it's John great, Rahm. though, because, you know, when you think about the WNBA and the versus the NBA, like, it's it doesn't have to be equal sports. Like, I think it's great. Women have their own sport. Right. Go get them. They're awesome. They're amazing. I mean, that field alone is so gigantic. I can't even, I couldn't even run across that thing oh, in sure, less than 10 could. minutes. Well, if there was some tattoo girl there. Oh, yeah, if there was tattoo the, girl at the end, you might get for sure, there. for sure. Um, well, you guys want to hear something sweet? Um, you know, when the uh, when the United States Women's National Team came back to the U.S. and they had their big, uh, you know, celebratory dance like a, you know, a championship team does. They mm-hmm. had it in New Jersey or something. And, you know, they walk out, when they walk out onto the pitch, in all these soccer games, men and women, there there's like kids that walk out there with them very often. And so Megan Rapino had this little blonde haired girl who came out with her. One of my best buddies' daughters. No way. Are you kidding me? That's in amazing. Jersey, got to walk out and hoist the World Cup trophy. That is awesome. On you know national yeah. international television. I'm going. Are you? That's the greatest sports thing that's ever happened to somebody that I had one degree of separation from. Yeah, well, except me. I mean, my tennis team won the state championship in 1993. Mm, right. So. Right. I, I mean, is were, that the I same thought, were thing? Were you in Canada? I didn't think they had states. It was Chicago. Oh. Well, Illinois. So now you're in America now doing that. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of wine and rosé, what do you think of the celebration after? Because these girls have just been. They've been raging. Raging. Just I know. Raging. I saw they were on some billionaire's yacht the other day. And I, it's become, this is the thing I hate about modern day world, especially the Twitter sphere, is that everything has to be one side or the other. It's either great or it sucks. Right. It's either, and everybody, like, there's so many people that are like, these girls are being trashy. They're being, and it's like, what about when they the, just won the world championship? They're just partying. Who cares? What about when the guys win the Stanley Cup? And right. I mean, Alexander Ovechkin yeah. drank beer for three weeks straight. Yeah. Alexander Ovechkin is still partying on his last Stanley Cup win. Nobody has gone harder than Ovi and the rest of the Washington Capitals on that thing. And uh, here's what I think. I think you got got a week, maybe 10 days, maybe two weeks, depending on on the thing, to do whatever you want. You, You cannot go to jail. There's oh. nothing like there, well, I mean, wow. sort of like you know, homicide, but presume, no, no, no. But like we're talking about, like no matter what, like I don't, I don't care. Okay, nobody gets hurt. You can't go to jail. Like you're falling asleep on the subway, does not matter. You're fine. Just keep going. All license is yours. If you've won a dark World Cup or some some other substantial championship, no, notably not the state tennis tournament. Well, well, too late. <laughs> I um. <laughs> I 
feel like these women and men, when they are, you know, at this level of, you know, athleticism, they are probably not drinking much or partying much or eating anything delicious for however long during these, you know, tournaments or whatever. So I say go for it. So maybe they're just drinking a normal amount, but it's affecting them more because they've been teetotaling for months. I mean, I was was thinking exactly about that. They're probably not even drinking a normal amount. They're probably not drinking hardly at all. And they're just, I mean, they had one glass of champagne, first glass of champagne in two years, feeling great. Yeah. (laughs) I think, I mean, more power to them. I hope they build up a tolerance over the next 10 days. And just keep raging until soccer season starts. There you go. Let her rip. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, very good. What else you got? Um, I learned of something today. Okay. Called the Big Three League. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, I wish I could swear. What the heck is this about? Ice Cube forming a basketball league yeah. of, like, washed-up NBA players? Lamar is that- Odom got uh, – got, he didn't get kicked out, well, but he got released – yeah. From be, because of not being competitive enough. He's and ner- he was very O'Neal nervous. Was nervous? Lamar was nervous. He thought people were going to make fun of him. They did. They are. Um, I mean, I'll always make fun of Lamar. Well, sure. Yeah. He could have been somebody. And he could have been on Sunset Strip tonight uh-huh. or whatever well, it is on Netflix. Well, he basically was. He was on Kardashians. he tried to be a basketball player. Like, what, what kind of life choice was that? There was a lot of life choices he made that I don't agree with. However, it's been fun to watch. <laughs> but he won a world championship, so he's made a plenty of his life. Um, why do you think the Big Three is a joke? For, for your knowledge, the uh, three-on-three has been added as an Olympic sport. That's kind of the impetus for creating this. So is breakdancing, just in case you wanted to know that. That's your future. I know. It's going to be That's your my son's second. Future. Oh, yeah, the coffee grinder? Yeah. Let's go. Um, I was just sort of surprised to read about the Big Three today. I didn't know it existed. I didn't know it was professional basketball. What, how much money do you think these guys are making? Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. <laughs> I would say about $100,000 a year. Uh, far less than that. This is about exposure and staying in it or whatever. It, maybe Becoming they are making influencer? that money. Let's put it like this. They're probably making the money because this has some financial backing. But it's more about connections. Like, the reason you're doing it is because Ice Cube said, hey, let's do a thing. So, Allen Iverson shows up and coaches and whatever. Uh, I watched the big three, like, the first week that it was on. I said, no, no, I cannot do this. This is, this is, this is old man over the hill. We're not even in it anymore. Basketball still good skill. Still a lot of good players. You know, we're not always going to be good basketball players. But. Uh, I couldn't deal with the big three. I mean, it I see seems this, yeah. a little far fetched. I see old man basketball all the time at the yes. court down by my house. Mm-hmm. All the like 
40-year-old men trying to relive their youth, and I don't want to watch it on TV. I can get it for free out the back door, and it's pretty comical. Although, maybe they can make it like Harlem Globetrotter style with these guys, and they could pull a <laughs> hammy, and like it could be a whole thing. I think that there's a little bit of a difference between <laughs> Lamar Odom and Steven Jackson and the guys that play behind your house on our childhood court. No difference. I mean, it's hilarious either way. So, I don't know. Someone's always getting hurt. Here's where funny. I've reached with baseball. I would rather watch the big three than any oh, baseball game. Oh, come on. Stop with um, that. I'm, I'm going to agree with that. What's C? Baseball, what's, unless you're at a game. Right. Baseball right. TV? No. Just, yeah. uh, just go outside. Yeah. Just stop with this. That's such a sorry take. Okay, what's <laughs> what else you got here, Carolyn? By the way, you're listening to Till and Wanas. We are having a conversation. Sports update from a chick who doesn't know about sports. Our friend Carolyn back at it again. All right, what else? Yeah, what else I've basically been on vacation for two weeks, so that's all I got. <laughs> okay, no, that's good. I mean, that's that's fine. That's a good one to ride out on the the big three. You didn't know it's there. It's only I don't know what two years old now. So, like I said, I don't know about sports. It's because of the rosé. We got we got to talk about one more thing. How's your spin going? How's the sweatshop going? Great. Went this morning at 6 a.m. You've been sweating at I've 6 a.m. all week. I've been sweating at 6, and there's times where I'm like. Did you four this week? This was my third. Mm, I did four this week. Oh, well. Feeling good. Well, have you done the 90-minute sweat intensive No, but yet? I did drench today, and Allie whooped me. I know. I need to get to that one because I heard Allie is a real you-know-what buster. We were uh, we were listening to nothing but 90s hip-hop. What? It was, it was I missed that. It was great. Sweatshop's going well. It's going great. There's I love spin, it. Spin cycle. Yep. Everything is really fun. We, we've we enjoyed fun. doing it. And go check them out. It's on the corner of Broadway and Higgins. And uh, first class is free, right? Uh, I think it's like if you buy one, you get your second free. Okay. Or buy two, get one free. Go down there and check yeah. it out. It's worth it. I promise. Great workout. Getting in great shape. And uh, they it's intense classes. They're fun. And you They're, sweat. You sweat. They're quick. I, mean, yep. I went on my lunch break. I was out 12 to 12.45. Yeah, and you good. don't look disgusting Feeling right now. Feeling great. So good they, job. Well, thank you. And <laughs> the more sweatshop you do, the more tattoo girl wine you can drink, right? Exactly. That's why I've already had a bottle today. Perfect. Yeah. Sports update from a chick who doesn't know about sports. Brought to you by the Missoula Winery and Event Center. Their tasting room is open from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. Go check them out. Try some tattoo girl wine. You got some rosé, some Riesling, some of the... Most delicious white wines you'll find anywhere. I mean, they got three wines that are rated 89 or higher by wine enthusiasts. So it's a good place to go check out wine, a great venue, and just darn good drinking, right? Darn good drinking. I mean, that's the most important thing. People's Choice Awards coming up. Yes, there you go. That's what the bottle looks like for all our SWX and uh, YouTube channel listeners. Go check it out. Missoula Winery and Event Center is a great place. Uh, The uh, People's Choice Awards are out. There are uh, two very notable ones and one, well, one that they just clearly didn't get right. We'll get that next. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, We have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.